Hello and welcome to the Fiercely Awakening Podcast. My name is Dr. Tanya Holcomb, and I'm on a mission to normalize naturopathy in big, bold ways. I want you to see the world through my eyes, where extraordinary health and massive upgrades in life are always available to you. You'll be inspired to trust your body's wisdom to heal, motivated to claim your next upgrade in health and life, release what no longer serves you, and pursue what you truly desire. If you seek truth, you are on the freedom path to your greatest potential. You are Fiercely Awakening. Welcome. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Fiercely Awakening podcast. So I'm just dropping in today, you guys, and just touching base. I am in that season of life. Fourth quarter is always my fullest part of my life because we are in that season where we're introducing new mamas to the femme way of life. And it's a lot and it's so good, but it's adding on a whole nother aspect to what I already do. And so historically, I have dropped off at the podcast, you know, about this time because I'm just like, something's got to go. And I'm really working to not do that. So I thought, you know what, even if I just come on and just give some podcast worthy, but not full episodes, you know, life happenings, I thought we could do that. So first up, mamahood, you guys, this is a whole new thing. It is a natural mama crash course. So some classes I have taught before, but they are edited for this year, which takes hours to just edit a class. And there's so many new classes. So it's a whole thing. If you are a mama or future mama, join me because it's a whole experience. And uh, it's just been so fun already. And we're, we have about 2000 mamas in there right now. And I just love when people tell me like this is their first time working with me and in our community because I know we're just different. So anyway, that's happening. So good. And you know, this is the first busy season that I have been able to not only continue my self-care, but I have literally taken my discipline to a level I don't know if it's ever been at this level. So before Sedona, oh my gosh, I have to tell you about Sedona. I'm I'm planning on recording that next. I want to do like a whole Sedona review. I was going to do it today, but I'm like, that needs a little bit more time and structure and not just me rambling. So we'll come back and do that one a little bit more structured, but that is going to be next, I believe. It was amazing. Spoiler alert. It was amazing. Everything I wanted it to be and more. And for whatever reason, before Sedona, um, my self-care stuff just kind of went squirrely. I was still working out, but my eating was all over the place. And I don't, it really feels like there was a correlation with parasite cleansing because I did some pretty intense parasite cleansing and it just felt like I had these ridiculous cravings that I have not had in like years. So it was very interesting. It felt a little wobbly. But I surrendered to it. And then I had Sedonia, Sedona, which is leading a retreat is a whole thing. And as much as I think that I'm prepared for it, I'm never 
prepared in the way that I want to be prepared. Someday I'll get there or maybe not. I don't know. But it's a lot of, you know, it's like planning this small wedding. You know, you're thinking about this from, you know, nine months out and you're putting all these details together and you're talking about this and, you know, it's just something that you is continuously on your mind, on your heart, and then it's here and then you go through the whole experience of it and then you have to calibrate because there are codes that you are downloading in real time and there is just stuff that you have to work through and you're holding space and there's just so much. So anyway, when I came back, it took me a minute to find my way. I I thought I'd give myself a couple days to, you know, settle in before I added something to my calendar. And I was planning on taking it easy. Well, I messed up my calendar and I had something like the next day and I was like, oh my gosh. So here I was trying not to like throw myself right back in and I was throwing myself right back in. So I, it took me two solid weeks of like finding my groove. And in those two weeks, I did not find my groove. So it took me two weeks of like feeling like totally off from from how I normally feel and just like I need to get back there like you know the women that were retreat participants they like took all of that and were able to like hit the ground running in their life and like you know had this incredible discipline from coming back from the retreat and I on the other hand leading the retreat came back and was like whoa like I need to unpack I need to um, like just like find myself, you know, that was a lot. It was amazing. It was incredible, but I was holding some stuff that I needed to let go. So anyway, um, I had to calibrate through that. And so I'm just like, I need to be back. Like I am feeling just a little unsteady here. And I knew that Things were only going to pick up faster because I was going into mamahood and there were so many things that were going to be expected of me and I needed to be able to think on my feet and work fast, get things done. Like this is a go, 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 go time, all hands on deck. And I just had enough of it. I went for a four mile walk and during that walk, I did emotional freedom technique and I literally did an F this tapping sequence. It was the most powerful thing. I literally tapped out everything that I was done with, everything that just was not serving me, anything that had to go, any form of doubt, all of those things gone. Goodbye. I'm done. I tapped that out. I did it twice. And then I re-tapped and reclaimed what I wanted. And part of what I wanted was extreme discipline. Like I want to be in a space where I have the max capacity. And I felt this incredible shift during it. And I knew that whatever unsteadiness that I was feeling and whatever wobbliness and ick feelings that I was holding, it was now behind me and I was ready. It was so amazing. So I highly recommend, you know, the emotional freedom technique, you can do whatever comes through you. You know, when you start that first sequence, you are doing all the things that you don't like, you know, all the things that aren't serving you. And then you reclaim what you do want. And so obviously it's a bit more complex than that, but I do think that people 
don't realize the power of how much freedom you have to make it your own. And that's the best way that I have found to do tapping is to make it my own, to say what is ever coming through me that wants to hurt me. And I just say it. I'm just the mean, the bully, the, you know, just whatever. Or in this case, it's like, you know what? This is, I'm done with this. I'm done with this. I'm done with this. I'm done with this. Like, this is what I'm ready for. So powerful. So then I'm like, part of this is like, I need to be in bed far earlier than when I'm going to bed. I mean, I, I go to bed pretty decent, but I knew that if I wanted to be waking up super early, um, you know, between five and six or, you know, between six and seven, depending on what time I fell asleep, if I had a late meeting or whatever, but for the most part between five and six, then this means that I need to be in bed by nine, you know, and, you know, at least in bed reading to my son, 8.39 and then lights off going to bed by 9.30. So that way I am asleep by 10 instead of heading to bed by 10 and then being asleep, you know, later. So I have been so committed to this and it is incredible because I wake up without an alarm clock and I am ready to go and I'm getting my workouts in. I'm getting one to two walks in a day plus my workout and Plus I'm getting so much done. Like my meal prepping, my food, all of that is so good. There's a saying, it's like, if you want to get something done, like give it, give it to like the busiest person. And that's how I feel. It's like, I am in the busiest season and I am the person that can get it done because I am so disciplined right now. So it's been fantastic. And all of us have calibrated to this bedtime uh, routine the best that we can. You know, my husband still has late nights still because he works with different clients all over, you know, all over the States. And so he's in different time zones. And so sometimes that interferes, but for the most part, it's like, we are so in bed and up and it's been so awesome. So for those of you who have been doing that, amazing. Um, I have just been like, I want to make the most of my morning. So like, like I will do, depending on what time it is, I'll either go right to my workout or I will do journaling and meditation and, and, or I'll take my meditation walking and have some quiet time later. And I've also been sending myself to bed with like the most beautiful thoughts. And the first thing that I do when I open my eyes is think three thoughts of gratitude So I know I shared some of this stuff with you in my last episode about upgrading my sleep, but anyway, it's been really huge and I'm really obsessed with it. So, and of course on weekends, you know, I'll stay up later, but I'm just saying like during the week stuff's getting done and it's so efficient. That's not the point of this podcast, but I'm just celebrating that. And seriously, if there are things that you are just so done with, like do that emotional freedom technique in the way that I just described, it will literally catapult you into a new direction. You know, we often think we need to wait for this or that or this or that in order for our lives to change, but we have so much power in what we put into our body, making sure that we're eating enough making sure that we're eating real food and making sure that we're moving our bodies. And for me, I knew that even though I was working out three days a week, four days a week and, you know, walking, it was like, I have to do way more than that. If I'm going to sit on my butt as long as I do, I have to do way more than that. And so 
this one walk a day is not going to cut it. I have to do two, three walks a day. You know, they don't have to be long, but I need to move. So just really upping my movement game and, and like there's zero, zero energy crashes. Zero. I also don't drink caffeine, which is probably a huge contributor, but like I just, you know, it's like if you feel a little sluggish, you need to move move. That is the biggest thing. And every time that you're moving, you're also helping your body be far more hydrated and that's helping your energy levels too. I've also been like getting myself completely ready for the day, which that was not always the case. I normally got ready for the day if I had to go live. And if I did not have to go live, I was not getting ready. And now I'm like getting camera ready every single day, which I don't know, it's just different and pretty awesome. So Celebrating that, celebrating and sharing that. Okay, so here's my true point of the podcast, which I was just thinking about. Like, I've had three random, but not random, life lessons lately. And I just wanted to share with you how I work with stuff in real time so it can help you maybe have greater awareness of how you can work with stuff in real time. So, the first thing is I was lifting weights and I had actually just had the best journaling session and uh, visualization session. And then I went down to work out. And as I was doing weights, I had a 30 pound weight in my hand and my, just my ego brain just took off. And I didn't even have awareness that my brain had taken off, but all of a sudden I was having these thoughts of doubt. And I was really having some negative thoughts of doubt. And as I was having these thoughts, which was fleeting, but they were there, I dropped this 30 pound weight on my finger, on my middle finger, which is funny because as soon as I did that, what I instantly felt was like, wake up. You just had this incredible session. Like, you know, your truth. And now you're having these thoughts of self-doubt, like how is this helping you? And so it was like the irony of it being my middle finger, like F this to these doubts, but also smashing my finger was like such a wake up of like smashing these thoughts out and being present. You know, I wasn't being present with my thoughts because if I was present with my thoughts, I would have you know, said, no, I don't want to think these thoughts, but instead I was letting the thoughts take over. And then I dropped away and then like, oh my gosh, like I was literally having crappy thoughts and I did a crappy thing, you know, just like that, that fast. And that happens all the time. If you pay attention, you will recognize when you stub your toe, right before you stubbed your toe, you were probably thinking a thought of hatred you know, if you bump your head, you know, you are probably thinking something that wasn't serving you. And so just being more mindful of these quote unquote accidents and what you, what your part was in making that happen. And so of course, it's not always going to tie up. There's always delay, but we do play a role here. Our thoughts do become things. And if you're going to be thinking crappy thoughts, crappy things are going to be more likely to happen. And for me, this was a pretty big smash. 
thank goodness it was just enough for it to get all nice and red and hot and swollen, but nothing more than that because I had a really hot date night that night and I was like, I need my hand. Um, Plus I'm going into the busiest time. And so I want my hand to be functioning, but it was enough to wake me. And so when I, when I smashed it, I actually, when I got upstairs and just like right in my kitchen, I'm like, what's here. I saw marjoram. I'm like, I'm gonna put some marjoram oil on it. And then I had like an Arnica cream that I use later. And I can't remember if I did much else because I was needing to get out the house. So I really didn't do much for it and it healed so beautifully. So that's one little meaningful thing that happened. Second meaningful thing was the same day and I was needing to get out of the house because I had to make some errands before I was meeting my husband and we were going to go out for the night. And we rented a hotel room and we were just going to have a night out, the two of us. And I had a bunch of places I had to go and I was packing my suitcase and all the things. I go to leave and I can't find my phone. I look everywhere for my phone. I'm talking everywhere. It's been now five minutes, 10 minutes. 15 minutes I'm looking for this phone and it's like how many times can I look in the same places where could I have been you know where did I leave my phone but the interesting thing is the whole time I couldn't find it I had this feeling that I wasn't supposed to find it it was like this divine delay like we are intentionally slowing you down right now so just surrender And when we are ready to reveal where your phone is, I will let you know. And so I just finally just like sat down. I was like, I have no idea. But apparently when I'm ready to know, I'm going to remember where I put it. And sure enough, a few minutes later, I'm like, I bet I packed it in my suitcase. So I go outside in my car, look at my suitcase. And sure enough, it was packed inside of there. And I just smiled. I just felt so supported and just like, okay, I don't know why I needed to be delayed 15 minutes, but I did. And so I left and literally everything that day went so perfect. Like the people on my path could not have been more angels on earth. Like they were just like, holy, like, thank you so much for crossing my path and making my life so enjoyable right now. If I would have been five minutes early or five minutes later, I don't know if I would have had the same experience because I don't know if you would have been the person that I would have been connected to. So it was just like things just lined up so incredible and it was the perfect night. So even though I smashed my finger and even though I, you know, felt like, okay, where's my phone? You know, that feeling of just looking everywhere and not being able to find it. And yes, it like wanted to feel frustrate, frustrating, but I wasn't frustrated because I knew that I wasn't supposed to find it. So it was like a duality of like, I could feel this, but I'm not going to feel this because I'm not supposed to feel this. But it just got me thinking like, how, how many people do that? How many people are being delayed intentionally with love and they're just so mad about that? And they can't see the love in that. They can't see that this is a a beautiful offering for you right now. Just really felt that. So 
you know, if you can't find something, what's a perception shift? Like, take a pause. Get still. It'll probably drop in faster about where that is versus looking frantically for it and feeling your adrenaline surge the more that you can't find it. The third thing that happened is a not so fun one. I I don't even know how to explain this. I had this friend that I was helping with some health stuff and throughout this time I just it never lined up what it was. It it felt very mysterious. And honestly, there are a lot of mysterious components to this story. So there is a layer of that. But the most urgent and pressing matter should have been very obvious. But that was wrapped up into the mystery, 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 there we go, into the mystery of everything else. And so I didn't see it. And I would like to believe that. I catch things, you know, I'm the catcher of things. I, I see things that other people can't see. And so when I didn't see this and it was so obvious, once I saw it, I felt really, really ick. I felt, oh, so many feelings came over me. You know, the feeling of feeling dumb, the feeling of disappointing somebody, the feeling of getting it wrong. And it's like, I know that there are so many times that I get it right, but that one time that you get it wrong, it's hard to shake. I was just thinking about this. It's like, you can't see what you can't see until you see it. Then once you see it, it's all you see and you wonder how you never saw it. That's what I experienced. And how many of us go through that all the time? I mean, isn't that the fiercely awakening journey? It's like you can't see it (laughs) until you see it. And then once you see it, you're like, it's all I see. And how did I not see this before? But it's also part of the hard lessons in life. It's part of our evolution. It's part of our growth. And it's as beautiful as much as it sucks in the moment, you know, it's like, oh, I don't like this feeling. I don't, I don't like that. I did not see this. And it's so obvious now that I see it. Like, how did I miss that? Hindsight, right, is such an offering because it allows us to go back and say, where did I go wrong? What couldn't I see that is so obvious to me now? And thankfully, this person has a whole lot of love and grace for me. And, you know, uh, we were kind of just on this lifelong journey together. But still, you know, my soul, my ego did not like that too much. And, and I really, really struggled. And as I sat with it and prayed about it, the thing that came through to me was God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And I know that's something we all know, but does it get more profound than that? Because I can't change what I didn't see because I didn't see it until I saw it. 
So I have to accept where I'm at. But I can be courageous enough to admit that I messed up. And I can be courageous enough to say, how do I make sure that never happens again? And I also have to be the wisdom to say, I can't control never. I have to be here for it all. If I want to be here for all the wins, then I also have to be here for the times that I don't get it right, right away. For the times that I missed up. Because in those missteps is where we learn and where we grow the most. So as much as I would love to say that's never, ever going to happen again, the wisdom says it might and you're going to be okay. Because you can't see it until you see it. But of course, learn from this. So I know so many of you, you know, are on these journeys of things with yourselves, things with your kids, and there's things that you just wish you could go back and change, but you can't. We can't. And so it's this beautiful wasted resources that we're giving to wishing it could be different when it literally can't. The only thing that we can control is what we do next. And what we do next is really, really huge. So those are a few things that have happened recently that I wanted to share with you. I hope it landed for you and I hope you're doing awesome. Again, for those of you in the phase of life of either going to be a mom in the future or a mom now, I would love to see you in mamahood. I would love to know that you're a fiercely awakening listener. And I will be back the next episode to give you all the juicy Sedona retreat details. Okay, you guys, have a blessed day. Bye. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to today's episode. If you loved your time with me, please subscribe and leave me a review on iTunes so I can keep bringing you the good stuff. And then come say hello and be part of the conversation by joining me in our private Facebook group, Fiercely Awake.